Dropping them five-star tellies, saying two mic rhymes. Be them average MCs of the times. Unlike them, we grab gems. So systematically inclined. Hey, what's up, everyone? Good afternoon. Beautiful Friday. Welcome to another podcast of The Daily Mind. Back again, giving you another half hour plus of pretty much whatever is on my mind today. Um, how's everyone's day going on this beautiful Friday, Friday? Oh, man. Woke up this morning, nice crisp air. I literally got up around 7 o'clock to head over to go pick up my copy of Spider-Man 2. And let me tell you, that game so far is pretty dope. I love it. Uh, the seamless... Um, gameplay and how you can switch between like spider-man and miles on certain missions it's a dope dope game i'm not giving any away i only i did i feel like i did a lot in the game and only got one percent done so there's a lot to do in that game so I, i'm pretty happy so afterwards i've pretty much just been inside got off the phone with my brother had a long long conversation over an hour of just usually what we talk about and um yeah, that's that's pretty much been it. Just kind of been enjoying my four day weekend, if you will. Anyway, moving right along. Today is Friday, so it's an easy easy episode. Is you know, is there such thing as a stupid question? And for many times I've done this sub episode, it I've learned that it really is a such thing as a stupid question. So again, if you're new to the show, because I know I've been getting a lot of new listeners. So what I do every Friday is I do a segment called "Is There a Such Thing as a Stupid Question." Where I go on this app called Quora, and I'll spell it out for you as Q-U-O-R-A. And it's basically a question and answer site where anybody, and it's free, can sign up. There's threads of just so many questions you could think of that you didn't even think was possible that people go and ask. Some questions are pretty dumb, I will tell you that. And it's about a myriad of different topics. They have different rooms, all that. Just check it out. I'm not really doing advertising for them, but I'm just giving you an idea of what this episode is about. I do it every Friday like I do the news episode every Monday. Unless I have something really, really special to talk about, then, you know, I just do away with it. Like this past Monday, I didn't even do a um, news out of a hat episode. You know, I did some other topic. All right, so I'm going to open up the app, go find some of the craziest questions, because I know as soon as I open this up, I'm going to get hit with something really crazy. We'll see. Like My algorithm, I've been just getting a lot of... um marriage questions and relationship questions which some are pretty interesting and it's always about cheating and all this other crazy shit um yeah so let's see here give me one second i'm gonna look up something i want to start i want to have some really good questions today i don't want to have anything too crazy um let's see um hmm. okay Ooh. uh this first question was asked for me or whatever i guess somebody wanted me to answer it says I am not getting love from my wife. What do I do? Well, my friend, I think you need to really sit down with your wife and have some really serious talks about how you feel. Because I think a lot of what we do in these relationships, we're afraid to communicate in a certain way that we don't want to hurt our partner's feelings or just change something drastically. But I mean, you shouldn't be in a spot where you're not happy or you don't feel loved. I think that's something that you have to mature up and basically go and try to figure out, ask some really serious questions as, oh, you know, honey, well, you know, what do you think of me? You know, I don't feel like I'm loved. You know, I don't feel like really lay it thick, you know, put the questions out there. You, you, you have a right to know why, you know. All right. Um, <clears throat> okay. 
Okay, this is a question I think I can resonate with this next one here. Uh, it says, somebody asks, I still cannot figure out why people think the DeLorean was a bad car. Is it just that people don't know enough about them? I tend to be a, 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 a somewhat of a DeLorean historian myself. The DeLorean is not a bad car. It just didn't fill a lot of promises. There was a lot of, you gotta understand, you go back to the 1980s, 70s even, when the concept came about, there was a lot of hype about this car. John DeLorean made this car out to be something grandiose, but it turned out to be somewhat of a fluke. It wasn't a real sports car. It only did up to about 95 miles an hour. Yes, it went faster than 88 miles an hour, and it just had a shitty-ass engine. It just was, like, it looked good on the outside. It looked sleek. It's beautiful. It's stainless steel. But it when it came to power, oh, ooh, it didn't deliver at all. I think it had something of, like, a an abysmal 150 or less horsepower pushing stainless steel. So, yeah, it just, it's not a bad car, okay? And I think when Back to the Future came out, it really idolized, it made the car into somewhat of an of an uh, automotive, um, how can I say, automotive relic of sorts. The DeLorean is my dream car. I, I would, oh, God, if I had the money, that would be the first car I buy as a DeLorean. Yes, I'm a geek. I love Back to the Future, but I just love, the overall design of the car and the fact that it was actually built in Northern Ireland. Fun fact, the DeLorean was almost built in Puerto Rico. That was actually one of the choices that DeLorean um, wanted to build the car, but he picked Northern Ireland simply for the fact that um, there was a lot of um, stuff going on with the Troubles. Yes, I'm a historian. So the Troubles is like the battle between letting North Ireland become independent of England because Northern Ireland and um, Northern Ireland is um part of england so at that time there was a lot of things going on with the troubles labor strikes and all that shit delorean was like perfect people need jobs i'm gonna go there and then the rest is history but no i don't think it's a bad car at all i, I think they just misunderstood but they also it's just because they delivered something that just was not there and that i could understand all right so this person asked the question this next one is <clears throat> did you ever buy condoms as a teenage boy just to try on I work in a shop that sells them, and I am often suspicious. Um, ooh. No, I've never done that, but somebody did answer um, by the name of Z Button Matthews. This person answered by saying, um, yes, I did. I wanted to see what it felt like wearing one, and I wanted to make sure I could put one on when or if I needed to put one on. The irony is that my first date at 18 and the person I lost my virginity to was 44-year-old woman. And we never use condoms in our six-year relationship. Now that is steamy. Now, <laughs> this other person by the name of David, he wrote, I bought condoms for my teenage boy so he could get familiar with them. Also told him he'll make less mess using them. Listen, uh, fathers out there, there's nothing wrong with buying your son condoms. Hell, there's nothing wrong with buying your, your, your daughter condoms too, you know, because you have to teach them safe sex. There's only so much that a school can teach. A school can't, like, show you how to... I mean, they'll show you how to put it on, but they can't do it in a way, you know? You have to either figure it out or someone like your, your mom and dad will have to verbally tell you how to do it. Like, again, it, it, it's... You got to do it in a way that doesn't feel embarrassing, but you want to make it important. You understand what I'm saying? Because there's, there's too many people, too many young people out there just... They have no clue, and they just like, man, condoms, ah, ah. And then the rest is history. Um, next question I got here is, uh, let's see, 
me see. Um, oof, uh, that's a question I'm not even gonna ask because I'm, you know, that I'm not gonna read because uh, it's common. <sighs> All right. Uh, I'm looking. Just give me a second. Just give me a second, folks. Mm. So, all right, here's one question. Why don't people buy cars at new car dealerships? No. Um, that's because cars are so out of reach when it comes to prices. Uh, what the fuck's the point? People just go to used car dealerships, so they go to private sellers. Um, so I'm going to read a couple of answers to that question because there's 27 of them. And one of them is going to read the short answer ones because it is a very interesting question. You know, people back in the day in the 90s were like going to dealerships just buying everything, but times have changed. Inflation is out of control and... You know, we're still coming off the heels of COVID, so um, supply chains are finally opening up, and maybe we're starting to see a little dip in prices, but everything is just out of reach, you know? Um, so I'm going to read one answer, at least, because they're all long answers, but I'm not going to read the full answer here. Uh, this person by the name of Angela, she answers by saying, well, I have, and it pretty much always an unpleasant experience. Just try and get them to listen to you. Try to get them to actually give you a price. If you're a female, they have no interest in discussing engine displacement or mileage or safety. They want to tell you about makeup mirrors, cup holders, and how good you will look driving this car. Which is absolutely true. This is why I tell a lot of um, females that if you go get a car, bring them. And this sound, this might sound a little, you know, I don't know how you want to say it. It, it might come off as weird to some of you. But bring if you don't know cars... Just be real. You don't know cars. Bring somebody who does. Bring a man with you that know cars. Hell, bring a female that, bring a female friend that know cars. Because there's plenty of females out there that will fucking run circles around men that think they know everything about cars. And then she comes around and tell you everything. What I'm getting at is bring someone who knows cars. Do you really want to throw a wrench at them? <laughs> no pun intended. Bring a female friend that know cars. That will really throw them off because they typically see that either women come alone or they bring their husbands or someone who's a little bit more knowledgeable. But bring a female friend along that knows cars, that will throw them the fuck off. Um, but to answer that question, on my, you know, again, cars are just so out of reach. There are dealerships right now upmarking. Uh, they have markups on cars that are at least $10,000 above MSRP. Who the fuck is going to want to buy a car unless they are that desperate? For the car. Other than that, I'm not going to buy no car that's more than what the fuck it's supposed to be just so I could have it. No. Even if I could afford it, I still wouldn't do it because it's, it's just a principle. They're just trying to make their little fucking money. No, I'm not going to give them that satisfaction. All right. So moving right along. Okay. This is a really interesting car question. Okay. This is, uh, this is actually pretty interesting. Do people usually buy a car based on the brand or the car itself? Yes, there are a lot of brand loyalists out there. And you see them on the road. You know how they drive. You know their mannerisms. Yes, there are people that do stick by a brand. Now, my first car was a Kia Optima, 2012. I like the Kia so much, I traded it in for a newer Kia. And I still have it. Like I said, it, you know, and I'm more of a Toyota guy. I love Toyota, but... What got me into Kia was just simply, again, um, it was my first car. And at the time, it looked really good. A Kia Optima from 2012 looked really nice. And I, I was like, this is good. I like this. I like this. And, you know, um, my sister-in-law had a, um, she was leasing a Kia Sorento. And I was like, man, I like the space on this. And it's three rows. 
Well, hers were two, but I did opt for a three row, so I got it. But there are a lot of people that do buy the car based on brands because some people, they feel themselves a little too much when it comes to brands and shit. I don't know why. They put themselves on such a pedestal. And I swear to God, perfect example. I'm driving my Kia, whatever, right? And I pass a BMW or I pass a Mercedes-Benz. These motherfuckers will just hit the gas and speed past me because I guess they can't wrap the, the idea of a Kia passing them on the road and then here they have this whatever amount they pay for the car, Mercedes-Benz or BMW. I, I'm telling you, some people are just too attached to their fucking cars like that. I mean, I'm not a brand loyalist, but, you know, again, if it if it looks good and it dries and it's foreign, I'll take it. But I'm, you know, I, I don't get too wrapped up in the idea that because I drive a Mercedes-Benz, you know, whatever. All right. Um, Let's see what this next question is. Trying to find some questions. Give me one second. A lot of questions, but, you know, what the fuck? Okay. <sighs> okay, what does it mean if you don't want your girlfriend's dog anymore? What? I don't know. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, what does it mean if you don't want your girlfriend's dog anymore? It means you don't want the dog. What kind of question is that? I mean, you probably just don't want the dog. You're tired of the dog, or maybe you're tired of the girlfriend attached to the dog, and you're tired of both of them. I mean, there's no real answer to that. You're just tired of them. You might want to talk to your girlfriend or whatever and let them know, like, yo, I'm tired of your fucking dog. And maybe I'm tired of you, too. I mean, I'm, that's an odd question. I told you, there are some really, some questions on here that will really have you thinking or have you floored. <sighs> hmm, I don't know. All right. So this next question, somebody wrote, I don't have any more interest in my wife. How is it bad that I am divorcing her? I mean, if... <laughs> I guess it depends. If you just came out of the woodwork, it was like, hun, like you gave her no warning, no indication, but you just came out of the woodwork and was like, hun, I don't, I'm not in love with you. I'm divorcing you. Without even giving an explanation or whatever, that's fucked up. Yeah, I get that. But if you, how can I say it? If you've led down the path, like things were like, were like the past couple of years wasn't going very well, then you just divorcing her. Then I understand that. But if you're coming out of the woodwork and you're like, oh, well, fuck it, I'm divorcing you. Without explanation, that's bad. But no. Um, this person by the name of Skippy answered the question by saying, Why do you care? No one knows the inner circle of your relationship besides you and your soon-to-be ex-wife. This is a matter that should remain private. Uh, this next person by Espada, he says, It's all good, but if you have a family with a bunch of kids, I don't condone that shit once you make a family. Ain't no going back. Get all that nonsense out of your head. You know how to have a good time without bringing it home. All right. Uh, I'm going to jump on that one real quick. That's the problem now. A lot of people think having kids in the equation will save marriages. It don't. And in fact, it makes divorce so much fucking worse because now you have to fight over child support, alimony, visitation rights. It's so much worse. But this guy got it twisted. Like, okay, well, I got a family, you know. There's no such thing, unless you're like Catholic. Um, a lot of Catholics don't believe in divorce. And that, you know, if there is a little bit of infidelity or whatever, they will they will do whatever it takes to fix it. But let's be real that, you know, a lot of people have kids and they think it will save the marriage. It Most times it don't. However, though, in some cases it do. Okay, because, you know, they think about, you know, how is this going to look for the kids, you know, in front of the kids, you know, how would this affect them? And then all, this, all these other you know, possibilities of what could happen. 
Yeah. So, I mean, again, I kind of agree with that last answer, but I'm just like, mm, I don't know. All right, this next question to the side, uh, somebody asked, um, how does it feel to marry a Chinese woman? I'm going to read this one more time. How does it feel to marry a Chinese woman? I I'm not even sure how to... Oh, fuck. Uh, all right, I'm going to read one answer from a guy named Tom who answered this question. He says, I think it might depend on the age of the Chinese woman. For what I've seen, we go we when going back to China, the younger ones are becoming more and more like Western girls. Oh, God. Uh, however, if you're a bit older, you may find differences there. He gave this one example. He said, uh... I myself found a beautiful woman of 50 years in Shanghai. I ended up falling for her and marrying her there in China and proceeded to live there with her until we could get her a visa approved. She is, uh, she is a more basic traditional Chinese woman, and I found two basic differences between her and Western woman. One, she treats me far kinder than any American woman I've ever dated or lived with and or married. Number two, a traditional Chinese woman will tend to be a whole lot less romantic than Western women are. There's less contact as in hugging kissing etc and do not expect to be told that she loves you traditional chinese women tend to show it not say it you know what this guy is and he's an old man for what i see in the picture dude is a passport bro <laughs> plain and simple he's a passport bro he literally went to china for whatever reason it could be business or whatever maybe pleasure married a chinese woman and was content he said fuck this american women trash i'm gonna go to china and find my love the dude is a passport bro folks and he made it very clear um i'm gonna read another answer to this uh by the name this guy named carl <clears throat> he says i am married to a chinese girl we have been together for six years i can sum it all up with one word rules when it comes to our home life she has rules she runs a very tight ship at home Everything is clean and tidy. No shoes worn in the house. Shower before bed. No clothes worn outside can touch the bed. Money controlled very tightly. Every expenditure is tracked and how much was paid. Money is security in China. Eating well. She's always concerned about what I eat. Always concerned about my health. This sweet Chinese girl turns into an absolute tiger. Wow, tiger. Hmm? Um, I'm surprised he didn't say fucking panda. If the rules are broken. If you ever watch Bugs Bunny, then it's like uh, the Tasmanian devil. Absolute fury. But it does not last longer than life returns to normal. Dude, you sound like... Man, you, you're probably the one getting bent over. It sounds like to me she runs the house. That basically what that means. And, and you know, again, I feel like it takes two to tango, but it seems as if this guy seems like one of those guys that, like, couldn't get no girl. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say it. This guy, and he's, and he's white, by the way, from what I see in the picture. Couldn't get no girl of his own or whatever the case is. And he married this Asian woman and it's just like, I'm going to just do whatever the fuck she says. And she runs the house. She runs the show, everything. And this is not me being like a chauvinist at all. No, I, I tend to see this trend quite a bit amongst, uh, among white guys who um, marry Asian women. And I'm not saying all white guys submit to this, but most of them, for what I've seen, do. But again, whatever makes you happy is what makes you happy. If that's what makes you content at night, so be it. Who am I to get in the way of your happiness and or love or whatever you call it? I, I have no right to get into that, but that's what that's what you do. That's what you do. All right, I'm going to get into the next thing here. Let's see. Next question. 
Oh, boy. Mm, let me see something here. Oh, God. Uh, oh, I think, parents, this is a good question for you. If you had a child in middle school who was being bullied, how would you handle it? Now, any parent would do whatever it takes to protect their child. Some parents would go up there and just raise straight hell. Some parents are a little bit diplomatic and try to resolve the situation and have the teacher as a mediator and trying to speak to the other parent of that child that's bullying their child. All right, this woman by the name of Sue, she answered the question by saying, I was bullied in a new school in Florida. I finally decided this female bully couldn't do anything worse than my younger brother was doing. So I told her to, so I told her to meet me after school and we would settle this. She never showed. End of bullying, too. Later in life, a psychologist told me that bullies usually back down once you display power, which is absolutely true. Because a bully is going to perceive you as weak, feeble, um, submissive. They don't think for a second you're going to spaz out. But believe me, you're going to hit a point where you're going to get tired of that shit and you are going to spaz out. And their eyes are going to light the fuck up. And they're just going to be like, oh, shit. Like, you've seen it so many times in TV shows and movies. I know that's not the most perfect example, but you always see how, like, the bully, you know, the tables turn on them, and then all of a sudden, they're like, oh, let's be friends. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this man by the name of Amar, he answered the question by saying, my son was bullied in kindergarten, and teachers didn't do anything, so I put him in martial arts school. Mm, build up the kid's confidence. Show them how to defend themselves. It's not for everybody, but I think it works. And this woman by the name of Suzanne, she said, I did the same. By middle school, my son and his fellow martial arts students would break up fights in the cafeteria and gym, would look at each other and point to the one each would handle. <laughs> Admin love our, um, loved our boys. Wow, that's, that's interesting. You know, it's like that movie, The Three Ninjas and shit, you know, <laughs> teaming up together to fight evil and shit. Sounds like something out of a, um, out of a movie. I think that's pretty cool. All right. Um, hmm. Mm, let's see here. I got some other questions. I got like, damn, this episode went fast. Already like eight minutes left. Um, oh, here's a good question right here. Um, is masturbation good for health or not? Uh, it says here, this person by the name of Ophelia, she answers by saying masturbation is not necessarily bad for your health. However, it can have some negative effects if done in excess. It can lead to physical irritation. Uh, guilt, shame, or other negative feelings. If you are concerned about how much you are masturbating, it is best to speak to a healthcare professional. Now, I've done some research on masturbating, and there is some pros and cons. Now, I remember growing up, guys, like, people would tell you, hey, if you don't keep your hand off that, you're going to grow, you're going to go blind, or, you know, your hands are going to start growing hair on it. None of that shit. It's just folklore. Um, but there are some benefits. I heard, for um, guys, it's good for your prostate. It's good for stress relief, okay? And um, for some people, when it's that time of the month for their, for their partner, you know, it's their way of preventing themselves from finding other avenues of approach to trying to get one out. All right, but there are some answers to this question, of course. A guy by the name of John, he says that I have inflamed prostate. It was so bad I literally couldn't pee more than a thimbleful at a time. I was put on three separate pills. He also told me I needed to orgasm every day. I asked him, quote, hmm, could you put that in writing? My girlfriend would never believe you. He actually did. I got home. He says, how it did it go? And I told her I need sex every day to massage my prostate. She thought I was full of it until I threw the note 
at her on the kitchen table, and the look on her face was priceless. Mm. This guy, Paul, he answers the question by saying that it's completely normal. Got to keep those pipes clean. It's totally healthy. Yes, especially when you get into your 30s and 40s, they say that masturbation is important to keeping the prostate squeaky clean. Uh, and then I'll read another answer to that. And this person by the name of Out There says that everything is bad in excess. I never felt guilty, though. My hands don't either. And they both get along just dandy. Now, this female for females, there are also benefits to masturbation, too, as well. Now, granted, you guys don't technically have a prostate, per se, but it has its benefits. It's good for stress relief as well. Um, and I'm pretty sure I'll do an episode on masturbation. I was actually thinking about that for a while now. Like, I'm going to go about this episode, and I was kind of reserved about it. But, no, I think I'm going to go ahead sometime within the next few episodes, go about it I, i'm pretty sure it's going to be one that catches people off guard for sure so again this show is unscripted i talk about anything that comes off the top of the dome i do my research read some of these articles and i make it or at least try to make it make sense that's what the show is about all right so i got about five minutes left to the show but i'll read what i can and let's see here Ooh, this is not good uh and this one got quite a bit of answers to this question here <clears throat> This question someone wrote, my boss and I are both married, but definitely having an emotional affair. I need him in my life, but I love my husband. What should I do? Oof. Uh. All right. So this one uh, page answered the question. The page is called relationship and marriage because, again, they have different pages dealing with different topics. They simply answer by saying that you can't have your cake and eat it, too. Is your boss married like you? It's very possible that he will go back to her. You said it's an emotional affair, so don't expect this to last in either of your emotional states. You made a covenant with your husband, and when he learned of this, he will. You could be out of both men. You got yourself into this. Oh, God, you know what? This reminds me of that one Tyler Perry movie, I swear, with Sanaa Lathan and Cole Hauser. I forgot the name of this movie, but it was the same shit. She fell in love with her boss. They were sitting there messing around. Now, they were both married. Both sides of the party found out. Typical Tyler Perry fair. Shit got crazy. She lost out on both, I believe. She definitely lost out on the boss. The boss went back to his wife. Uh, this is it. And this, believe it or not, this is happening more often than you think. And I'm going to tell you right now, it never ends well. Because the saying goes, like this person wrote, is that you can't have your cake and eat it too. You got to figure this shit out. More than likely, you being with your boss is just a fling. It's just a fling. It's something new. Whatever. It's something. It's a, it's a fling. Your, 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 whoever you got back at home, your husband and wife, that is your husband and wife. You know what I mean? Like, you, you somebody's going to get caught. Somebody's going to find out about what's happening, and it's not going to be well. Rather than that, you should just make your feelings apparently clear. Like, hey, hun, you know, I'm messing with, you know, I don't feel a certain way. You know, I, I, I fell for somebody else. We don't do that because we're afraid of consequences because what you expect them to jump up for joy and be like, oh, that's great. I'm happy for you, hun. No, of course not. <laughs> and I'm not even going to read the other answers because they all point in the same direction. You can't have your cake and eat it too. You're crazy. You're going to get caught. I hope you get caught. All right, so uh, let's see here. Oh, boy. All right, this is a dicey one, okay? Um, this person asked the question, my girlfriend is pregnant. I desperately don't want a baby. She won't abort. What do I do? Okay, first off, you can't, you can't force a woman to abort a baby, okay? There are people who have beliefs, 
right? Some people believe in abortion. Some people don't. My body, my choice, right? You can't force that. Uh, the person by the name of Jess did answer this question by saying, you should have thought about that before you had sex. Asking her to kill a baby because you're not ready to be a father is shameful. Pregnancy is a potential risk anytime you have sex, not to mention disease. Not sure why they stopped advocating for abstinence, uh, but it works. I waited till I was married, and it's not hard to do. Girl, keep your legs closed. Guy, keep it in your pants. An abortion is ridiculous and wrong. You wanted to have sex and did, and are surprised that she got pregnant presumably means you are old enough to know what could happen. Well, fucking duh. Especially if you're out there raw dogging. What do you think is going to happen? You know, believe it or not, there are people out there, there are women out there that get pregnant off a of pre-cum. I've heard guys say this shit, and it's so dumb. Like, oh, you know, a girl can't get pregnant off pre-cum. My friend, you are the guy that always skipped biology class because, yes, even pre-cum could contain sperm cells. Or, you know, oh, my pull-out game is strong. No, listen, man, one, you might get that one that might slip in before you slip out, and before you know it, you're out, and now you're about to be a fucking father. So think about that for a second. Like, come on, you got to stop playing these damn games like that. You got to stop. All right. Oh, it's getting hot in here. I'm going to read one more question, and I'm going to call it good. All right, I'm going to find me a good one, or somewhat of a good one. Let's see here. Uh, hmm. Oh, this is an interesting question. I think I did an episode on this, too. Uh, my girlfriend is 31 years old and told me she have over 50 different sexual partners. What should I think about that? Am I the only one who thinks that's too much? Should I break up with her? Okay, I did an episode on body count. I did a while ago. And body count, a lot of people take that shit pretty serious. Now, <clears throat> I think before I answer, before I read an answer to this, she told you she had over 50 sexual partners. At least she told you her body count. I think what's wrong here is that the guy is uncomfortable with the idea she has so many sexual partners because he probably doesn't feel that he's experienced enough. Or maybe his body count is not as high and feel like maybe. Well, you know, she had over 50 sexual partners. I only had three. How could I satisfy someone that's way more experienced than me? That actually rhymed, too. Uh, this person by the name of Mahila uh, answered this question by saying, if you are even close to 31 and haven't had more than 50 lovers, then you're not living a normal life. What the fuck? Once a month, uh, once a month times 15 years is 180 conquests. Do the math. And that's on the conservative side. Here's to the spice of life. Cheers. Are you fucking mad? Ow! So let me get this straight. This person says simply, if you're at a certain age, if you're at 31 and you don't got more than 50 bodies, you're not living life. Since when the fuck sex has been a competition? Believe it or not, it always has been a competition. Guys and gals for years and years, way before social media, were out there like, oh, like, I, I promise you, World War II guys, guys in World War II, like, oh, man, when I get over to Japan, I'm going to slay so much. I'm going to get the. It's been happening for years, but it should not be a competition, man. What's the end game? All right. So the. <laughs> wow. Um, this person by the name of Ellie, she says having at least 50 sexual partners is considered normal at that age. Yikes. I think it's disgusting at any age. OK, L, chill out. I don't think it's disgusting. OK, but I think what makes it disgusting is bragging about it. Like bragging about how many people you slept with, like it's some sort of. um. Badge of honor or some shit. I think that's kind of disgusting. But the fact that you slept with that many people probably is not disgusting. That's your business. It only becomes disgusting when you sit in there 
and you're telling everybody that you've done this. That's when it becomes disgusting. And then the last answer I'm going to read it and I'm going to wrap it up is from by the name, somebody by the name of Big Duchessad. But let's call him Big. Um, this person says, way too much. My wife and I uh, married as virgins. Wow. Uh, never regretted it. No problems with exes. Most cheating is done with an ex. Everything learned together. Married for almost 29 years. So, wow. <laughs> Met as virgins. No drama whatsoever. I'm not downing that. That that's that's how like in 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 some religions, especially uh, Christianity, that's the way it should be. You know, no sex till you marry, right? But you know, we nobody's really doing that nowadays. People are just having sex before that. You know, you got teenagers having sex out there before they even hit sixteen. Crazy, but it's true. I actually want to read another answer to this. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's another comment to this. Uh, this guy by the name of Young Neo says, tell her you love her, but for now on, you would appreciate it if she's a slut for you. All right. And then, of course, the last answer, Emma, she says, if you break up, um, if you if you break up, you are just another number. She is with you for a reason. Yes. So you could be body count number 51. That was my little throwing in there. Yeah, I guess she wants you so she could be 51. OK, look. I personally think, and, and you guys could take it any which way, your body count should stay to you. However, though, however, right? All right, you meet someone, and you don't be like, hey, I'm Brad. My body count is 125 and counting. Now, how you go about if somebody asks you, let's say you're messing with someone, you, you're kind of hitting it off, and they just come up to you and ask, how is your body count? Now, if they ask you, and you're comfortable in telling them, cool, tell them. Be, be, for, be up front. Be real with them. But don't just be like, hey, I'm Brad. You're at fucking Red Lobster and shit on your third date or your first date. And you're like, hey, I, I, I smashed like 50 women. You know, would you like to be my 51? That's fucking gross, bro. <laughs> it's, it's, it's gross. All right, look. Make it relevant when it needs to be. If you're comfortable telling your partner, you know, because maybe they might want to be looking out for their sexual health, making sure you don't got shit because you're sitting there laying on top of everything. And if they ask you, be, be for real about it. If you're ashamed and say, hey, I'm, I'm 35 years old, but I only got one body count. At least you had sex before. Right? That's something to brag about, I guess, right? No, not really. It's not. But anyway, um, yeah, just 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 be modest. Be humble. All right? I, I don't like that whole, hey, I got this many bodies. That shit is crazy. I hear it even you know where I work at. I'm like, okay, and so who cares? It's sex. That's it. Everybody's doing it. You act like you're doing something fucking new here. I mean, you ain't no fucking Ron Jeremy, all right? At least he got paid to do it. Anyway, so I'm wrapping up this show on this lustrous Friday. I'm going to go back, watch some TV, play some Spider-Man, whatever. Um, I don't want to, you know, I like to take my time with video games. I used to be that one dude that would, like, beat the game in one day. And I'm like, what? What? I'm paying $70 for a fucking game. I'm going to take my time. In fact, I only paid like $41 for the game because at GameStop, I'm a member. So I, I did a pre-order, put $10 down. Then I had used my points, which slashed about another $20. So I ended up paying $41. There it is, right? But the point is, I'm, I'm going to take my time with the game. Meanwhile, take your time with the weekend. I do appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to me and this podcast as I keep it going. 
and um, enjoy your weekend out there. Depending on where you are, the weather's nice. I know here in Clarksville, the weather is going to be really, really nice this weekend. And this is kind of like a, um, for me, this is a um, anniversary weekend. That's right. And in about a few days, actually, uh, in five days, I'm going to be celebrating my 11-year wedding anniversary. <laughs> 11 years. Dude, it feels a lot longer than that. I will tell you, it felt like I've been with this woman for ages, but 11 years. And I'm, probably, I'm pretty sure if I don't do an episode that day, because I'll be celebrating my uh, anniversary, I'm pretty sure I'm going to come around the idea of doing an episode about anniversaries, particularly wedding anniversaries. So, you know, something nice, I guess. Anyway, thanks for listening. Enjoy your weekend. And we will do this again next time. All right. And meanwhile, keep your body count to yourself. All right. Unless somebody asks you, unless you're one of those fucking weirdos that brag about it. It's not a big deal. Right. Body count. Big deal. Whoop, whoop. All right. Have a great weekend. See you later. Ciao. Up in the five-star telly saying two mic rhymes Speed up average MCs at the times Unlike them, we craft gems So systematically inclined The pen lines without saying